0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we enter League Cup quarter final week. Robbie Matondo is Rangers' latest injury worry out for six weeks ahead of the visit of Livingston tomorrow. First up tonight, Kilmarnock taking on Hearts, but there is international action as well. The Scotland women take on Belgium, and Duncan Ferguson is the new manager of Inverness Cali Thistle. I'm Gordon Duncan, and joining me tonight, you have Jim Duffy and Gordon DL. I like this mad part of the season, Gordon, where we go from mm. Europe to the league to the league cup and back again all within the space of a few days yeah it's a hectic uh, schedule uh, especially for those teams that are still in the cup and it starts tonight commanding hearts down at Robbie Park I think it'll be a very good game then you look at tomorrow night's fixtures a lot of terrific games in there I think all eyes will be in Easter Road I think that's a, a cracker and we've got the news today that uh, Big Dunk's back in Scotland up at Inverness so it'll be interesting to see how he does Yeah Jim Duffy you can't ever really separate competitions in this country because it feels like although everyone wants to win silverware and that stands alone there are a couple of teams involved this week who could really be doing with a straightforward game after what happened in the league of the weekend Yeah I mean again it's just the, the, the highs and lows the, the way it's, it swings very very quickly because the games come up if you look at uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, Rangers lost to, to Celtic, came in for an awful lot of criticism. And then they have a fantastic result in Europe against Real Betis and, and a terrific performance as well, I have to say that. And then they have a mediocre performance, but a good result of the weekend. Um, you know, so with Celtic being out of the cup, I think it's a very, very open competition this year. Uh, and so I think um, you know the cup uh, matches come up over the next 24 hours or so uh, are absolutely huge um, for how a lot of uh, clubs will be determined how their season might unfold uh, And uh, I mean Only usually say three headlines There are loads tonight Celtic fans I wonder what you make of Anthony Ralston Signing a new long term contract at the club As well So whether it's tonight's League Cup action Tomorrow's League Cup action Thoughts hanging over from the weekend The new contracts International game at Hamden tonight Whatever it is It's the same number 0141 951 1025 Or Twitter or X, whatever we're calling it these days. Uh, I'm a creature of habit at Clyde SSB. So do get all your thoughts in. Uh, last night's look back on Ibrox was um, lively. I think we'll call it that. I played you a couple of the clips from last night's show yeah. uh, in the office before we came on. So Rangers fans, if you've not quite got it off your chest yet, which might seem weird because it was a it was a victory, um, we're here for you. Uh, we had we had all sorts last night. Yeah, I heard some of it and obviously you played me a few clips um, before we come on air, Gordon. Um, I don't really blame the Rangers fans. Uh, you can put up the argument that it's all about winning football games. They've got a great opportunity to, tomorrow night. They're at home. Um, you know, they'd fancy them against Livingston. But I think where the problem is just now is I think a lot of fans are complaining about the style of play. Um, I watched their game against St Johnston. And I I wasn't impressed with it, but I was all about getting the three points. I watched a game against Motherwell, and I've got to say, I thought Motherwell were very unlucky not to come away with something. But once again, Rangers got the three points. So for results-driven business, it's very hard to argue with. For entertainment style of play, I think it's got to get better. Yeah, look, we've always said there's a sort of unique 
pressure, if you like, that comes with Glasgow. That's why shows like this exist, probably. Um, if you'd tuned in last night, for sure you would have thought Rangers had lost, undeniably. But then, as Gordon says, it, that is just the way of it here. Michael Beale can't escape that. It was Neil Banfield on press duty today. Um, they could be doing with something big and impressive soon, you suspect? Yeah, I think he has to tweak the style. I think it's been difficult because he's had injuries. Um, of course, the key players, and there was another injury at the weekend, Rabbi Matondo get injured and looks like he's going about for a number of weeks now. So I think that that's definitely, you know, got some mitigating circumstances for, for Michael Beale. But I think if you look at, you know, the Morton game in the Cup, as, 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 as uh, Daz said, you know, St. Johnson game, you know, the, the weekend game against Motherwell, um, you know, the, the, they've had positive results in all of those but quite mediocre performances. And I think they have to find a way that when teams, you know, you're organised against them and look to play them on the counter, that they move the ball quicker, they're a bit sharper, there's a bit more intensity. You're not always going to get that from the crowd as happened against Real Betis. And also, Real Betis came and, you know, were positive against Rangers. So that made the game a bit more open, a bit more space. It's when teams negate that space, when they keep it compact, when they keep it tight, that Rangers seem to be a bit mm. pedestrian. And that's the style that I think that they have to improve upon. They have to move the ball a lot quicker. They have to start the games with more intensity. And then when they get themselves in front, as they did at the weekend, they then have to put the game to bed. And they haven't done that enough. Yeah, Rangers fans, if you've got the... Updated version of your thoughts from the weekend I don't know if those of you who were particularly annoyed Have calmed down or if it's getting worse Or whatever, let us know on the phones We'll hear from Neil Banfield Who was on press duty today What do you make of that Robbie Matondo injury uh, As well, again I feel like Maybe a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago That wouldn't have really registered But he has all of a sudden come and Become a sort of main man in this attacking setup. So what do you think there, how big a blow is that it Is yet another Injury Celtic fans New contract for Anthony Ralston What do you make of that? Still looking back on the weekend If you so wish You don't need me to remind you There will be no League Cup action uh, This midweek either So whatever it's out there Pick up the phone Maybe we'll even get some Inverness Cali Thistle fans We don't get it too often But That's an interesting We'll leave it at that An interesting managerial appointment How do you sum it up? Get in touch and let us know. Ewan is a Celtic fan. He's from Hamilton, and he's going to kick us off tonight. Take it away, Ewan. Evening, panel. How we doing? Good, you? Good, you? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Um, just a wee point I wanted to make. I was listening to your show there. I'm driving down. I was actually listening on the, the podcast, catching up to last night, and it was your man from Border that was on, just basically saying how impressed it was with sort of the dynamic between Carl McGregor and Brendan Rogers and the the trust and everything they, they had with each other that Brendan comes up with a plan and then Callum is his man on the part executes it and we go ahead and we got a very difficult difficult one and made it up make me look easy in the end which to be honest gave me a lot of hope and a lot of joy because I feel like we've just been looking for a wee spark and I think that that we're going to take a lot for that performance and that result because um, it's not historically been a very good hunting ground for us but kicking on for the air um, I think that it's onwards and upwards now and it, it clears any kind of cobwebs or any leftover for a sort of annual hangover which I think has been hanging about the club so I think everybody's going to buy into Brendan Rodgers all the players I mean buy into Brendan Rodgers we are doing things now and just kick on to there Yeah, you, well listen if that is the case and to, sorry to pour cold water on it's probably the only time will tell sort of thing because we don't know what challenges Celtic will face but um, who would have thought then if that is the case that an away game at Livy is the is the spark you were looking for. Yeah, I found it very strange for um, Johnson to come out and say that that you know 
Um, it could be a big result leading into winning the championship. There's still a lot of games to go. Um, everybody talks about this Livingston away fixture, uh, very difficult, i.e. because of the pitch. I never thought for one minute watching a game, even when Celtic went down to 10 men, that for me they were in total control of the game. I thought they started the game well. If Celtic go and start the game well and get into their passing rhythm, get their you know, influential players on the ball, then Celtic will beat you because they've got better players. And even at 10, uh, 10 men, when they decided to stick with the two up front, Maida and Kyogo, just the way they worked it as well, Gordon, I thought that Livingston were lucky to lose 3-0. I thought Celtic dominated most of the match. I was very disappointed in Livingston. I don't know what Jim's thoughts are on it. When you go a man advantage, especially at home against Celtic, You've got to try and use that. For me, they didn't capitalise that at all. They played right into Celtic's hands and there was only got to be one winner and Celtic ran out comfortable. Is I mean Ewan's taken a lot from it. He thinks you know, believes it could be the, the one that gets rid of the Ange ball comparisons and so on. Is it is it a bit early for that? I think it's a bit early. Uh, I mean, listen, Celtic won the game comfortably and deservedly so. Um, you know, scored a couple of terrific goals and they still had that wee bit extra quality. You could see the gulf in class was there. Um, but like um, Gordon was saying there, that, the, you know, Livingston didn't really put up, you know, the fight you thought they would. Yeah, people going about the pitch and all that, but they should be used to the pitches now. They've played them often enough, um, whether it's at Livingston, whether it's at Kilmarnock or whatever. Um, I don't think that the players are that phased by that now. I think it was more the fact that um, Livingston really were quite flat and Celtic were in cruise control. Uh, and their quality players shown on the day, whether it be O'Reilly, Maeda, um, Kyogo, you know, there was, there was, there was players there that, that have just got that, they're better, as simple as that. And, uh, you know, they, they won the game convincingly. Celtic were almost the master of their own downfall again, similar to the Feyenoord game where they made individual errors. And that will be the only concern, I think, at this moment in time for Brendan Rodgers. I think there is a spirit there. There is uh, an understanding of how he wants to play the game, but they've made some basic individual errors in these games. They got away with them against Livingston um, on a couple of occasions. They didn't get away with them uh, against Feyenoord. So it just depends on what level you're, you're looking to take Celtic at this moment in time or what level you're happy mm. with. Are you happy domestically? I think yes. Have you still got to improve, you know, to take them to the next level? Europe, absolutely. But obviously you need your top players to all be available and Celtic are, are still a little bit of Rangers just now, you know, significant injuries, particularly in the central defence. Who are the ones that you think can, can sort of thrive under Brendan Rodgers, you and what's the, what are the early signs? Who are the players you think are going to be, um, you know, big influences this season? He's a big one already. I think he's going to go straight to straight. He's still a young guy. I didn't realise he was, he was just, he was, he's 22, I think he is now. Yeah. He's 21 when he arrived. So I, I think he's going to go straight for straight. I think we'll actually struggle to keep a hold of him, to be honest. I think he'll attract a bit of interest down south. Um, I think players like that, and I, I think he'll just improve every day like, across the board. He's a completely different way of doing it, a different animal for Ange. And I just feel like. The, the guys have kind of enjoyed playing under Ange and the football's been great and we've got all the plaudits and I just think when Brendan's come in it's just taken a wee while just for the guys to just accept there's a different philosophy there it's still a winning philosophy but it's just it's just different and I feel like it's just there's just been a bit of a hangover but I feel like that result there is just going to be used to just kick on and I think Brendan Rodgers is, uh, is proven that as a coach that will improve kind of young players come in the wee guy home 
Um, I've got high hopes for him. I know it's really, really early days or whatever, but I just I know he's been sent off as well and he's, he's kind of debuted Europe for us, but I, I just feel like he's he's somebody that Brendan can get his teeth into and, and just develop and bring on and mould the way he wants to. I'm not going to, you know, there's the temptation to be dramatic with this comparison, but genuinely, I wonder how many games combined running you would have done in your career to add up to what Dyson Maida does in one game. Could, I mean, could we be talking like five, five games? Years. Or get all <laughs> five, games. Seasons. five seasons. Yeah. I, I think you yeah. could go a long, long way. Uh, he's an incredible player to have on your team, especially when you get down to 10 men. And as I say, him and Kyogo occupied Livingston's back four. Not No problem at all. The work rate was incredible. And all credit to the lad, because I think if anyone on the park deserved a goal, and it was a terrific goal, it was certainly him at the end. Uh, going back to Ewan's point there, I think Matt O'Reilly is starting to improve immensely under Brendan Rodgers. And the reason why, most importantly for a midfield player with the ability he's got, he's adding goals now. He's starting to score goals. And he's become a threat. Now, you look at everybody talks about the disappointing day at Celtic Park against St Johnston. If you look at that game again, O'Reilly probably on form with a score two or three. Mm-hmm. You know, he's getting into these positions. He's getting more license to go forward. He's a very intelligent footballer and he's starting to show he knows where the back end mm-hmm. is. And I think he's improved immensely under Roger. You, in, in terms of today's news coming out of Celtic, probably just that Anthony Ralston new four-year deal. What do you make of that? Is, is he one that you think can play a key role going forward? I do, I think, I think he's, I mean, he's, he's been a bit unfortunate, he's had kind of runs in the team and then he's kind of had a wee dip and he's been out, I think he's been a bit unlucky timing wise as well, but I, every time he, he asks him to do a job for us, he does it, I, I mean I've got no complaints for the guy, the guy works his socks off and I do think he adds, but I, I just think he needs, he needs to go to a next level and I, I'm fairly confident he'll be able to do that within that time, time span of that new contract that he's just been given, so I think I think he's only going to improve as well. So I'm quite I'm quite happy. No, I know Brendan Rogers has made comments about you know wanting a, a Scottish influence as well. I think Stephen Welsh got a long term deal mm-hmm. recently as well. Whether whether that's part of it, I'm not saying he's only doing it for, you know mm-hmm. for nationality, um, but maybe it does play a part. Because Anthony Ralston really seems to almost divide opinion a bit on this show, Jim. Where mm-hmm. um, some people feel like you know very reliable. You and said mm-hmm. not going to let you down great to have around and others are maybe not sure it's what Celtic want for the, you know, that kind of next mm-hmm. level but I guess if Alistair Johnson's the number one anyway is it, is it good to have? Yeah I mean listen the top clubs whether well, Celtic or anyone else want two players for every position minimum minimum these days that's just the way the game is because of the amount of games they play the intensity the demands uh, and, and Antti Ralston is, is a really good fit for Celtic you know I mean obviously listen he's had to play second fiddle he's been out on loan as we know to the to, to clubs he said Michael Lustig, he said Juranovic, he said Johnston, you know, he said top players in front of him. So, you know, he's learning all the time and, you know, he seems to be more confident when he goes in now. I think he's, he's what, 23 or whatever it happens to be. So he's not a kid anymore. He's got enough games under his belt. He's played in some uh, big games now, scored some important goals. I think he's a, he's, it's a good sign. Say, what do you want to do? Go and spend another couple of million yeah. on a backup player when you've got a boy there who knows the club inside out. He's came through it. He's come through the tough times. He's had to fight his way to be a, a you know a first team squad member. Um, so I think all of those things mean you're a strong character, and I think that's something that Brendan Rodgers is really uh, you know um, happy with, as well as his ability on the pitch. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's uh, a decent bit of business, Gordon. Um, all credit to a lad. I think before Postacoglu came in, you would say that he didn't have a future. Oh, he was at the door, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Def- definitely. And he'd been at Dundee United St. Johnston, am I correct in that? And uh, had loan spells there. Um, didn't really set the head on fire, but he came back in, he was given the opportunity, and that's what I like. If you're given the opportunity, especially when you look like your days are numbered, it's up to you to grab that opportunity. And you've got to say, the boy certainly did that. There's no doubt about that. He's never let Celtic down. Will he be the number one right back? Absolutely no. I think Alistair Johnson's got that sewn up. But if there's any problems or injuries or whatever, you would have no fear whatsoever of putting Ralston in there. Thank you to you. And it's 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Building up to the game tonight, any of you Killy Hearts fans want to get involved, you can do. There's a big Scotland women's national team game at Hamden, of course, as well. Uh, what about you Rangers fans then? It was extremely lively on the show last night, looking back on Sunday. How do you feel now? A day on? Get your thoughts in. And what about Rabi Matondo's injury? Keep your calls coming right now and we'll speak to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141-951-1025. So please give us a call and let us know what you're thinking tonight. It could be League Cup action. It could be reflecting on the Premiership weekend. It could be reacting to today's news headlines, whatever they may be. We'll take the lot right here. That's exactly what David and Clyde Bank has done. How's it going, David? No problem, yourself, pal. I can't complain at all. You're a Rangers fan, though, David, and it was um, it was a very, very interesting poor, response very, very, on last night's show. Very, very poor performance at the weekend. Very, very poor. Overall, then, is the criticism, you know, booed, booing at the end, if you like, of a win? Is that is that fair? Do you get that? Do you agree with that, or is some of it over the top? Well, I think deals days are number pal. Actually, wasn't for but one day wouldn't be a job right now. Mm. And honestly, pal, honestly, like what I can understand is like, well, he was under Gerard, like uh, he was the one that's picking the team. Now he's the man that's picking the team himself. And that to me, we're going back to Gerard days. We're going back to front pity pat or football. And that I mean. there, look, there will be if Rangers don't succeed this season by whatever measurement. There can be loads of reasons for that. You, you do wonder and it, because it's the type of thing you'll never really be able to prove and you, you guys will know this though the difference between being the coach and, and being the manager you wonder how much that that will impact things you know for Michael Beale well that's a completely different role there's no doubt about it you know you're in the background you know you, you're working with the tactics and the coaching side of it but when you're a manager you've got the responsibilities you're the, the key decision maker you know whether you, you know the team you pick the recruitment the style of play um, the substitutions you make or don't make, uh, and fans, you know, are, have got the opinion on the manager. They don't have the opinion on the coach, or very rarely, anyway. So, you know, from David's point of view, he's saying there that uh, up to Jack Butler, listen, he had a fin- couple of fantastic saves, three or four fantastic saves against Real Betis, and again, you need your goalkeeper to do well in these type of games. But it was still a fantastic result, and I felt um, second half performance in particular, Rangers deserved it. So that that was a, a good performance uh, at the weekend. They had, again another couple of really good saves 
Um, but it's against Motherwell at home and Rangers fans expect their team to be more in the front foot, play at a higher tempo, quicker, sharper. Um, but, you know, the, 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 there are mitigating circumstances, I say they their own with injuries, but I think when you're a club like Rangers, you can't use that as an excuse because you still have huge resources and a huge squad in comparison to Motherwell. And I think at, at Motherwell at home, I think the Rangers fans are entitled. And, and fair play to uh, Michael Beale. He didn't shy away from that. Mm-hmm. He, he said pretty much what most of the fans have said on this programme over the last couple of nights. And David thinks Michael Beale's days are numbered, Gordon, mm. which if they were to keep winning games, I mean, surely they wouldn't be. But I also get what David means. There's a feeling out there. I don't I don't know how long or, or how easily you can put that back in the bottle. Yeah, it's an interesting one because as a manager, and Jim will tell you, first and foremost, you've got to win football games. And Michael Beale's winning football games just now. He's got a great opportunity in this cup with Celtic not being in it. His next one tomorrow night's at home to Livingston, so he'd expect to go through in that. But I think the problem with most of the fans is they're turned off with the football. Um, they're not enjoying it. Football is it's an expensive hobby now to go along and, and, and pay a lot of money, and you know how times are hard. And I'm not saying that you can go there week in, week out, and be entertained with three and four and five. But I've watched Rangers this season... I've enjoyed watching their style of play Absolutely not I thought against St Johnston It was the worst 90 plus minutes of my life To sit and watch it I thought against Motherwell I'll give Motherwell credit Because I thought Motherwell Should have went back down the M8 with something um, But You'd maybe go on to the 74 oh, yeah, 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 but you can go the M8 as well And just cut <laughs> nah, off nah, On to the 74 decision. Then up Pebbles Road Turn right to the second round of it But <laughs> I just think that it's It's very strange that a manager's winning games and Keeping clean sheets Yeah And, but, and but people then, are then, still it's not strange though is it Because mm. you two know this environment mm. Like it's not strange It's not remotely strange it's maj- We it's mentioned it... it before In the final days of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst mm. They beat Dundee 1-0 in the yeah. cup There was booze at the end think, And everyone said Robin... that night Oh look but it's mm. the cup And they got through And a couple of weeks later He wasn't I, the manager g- Generally It's over a longer period of time I think that's the thing When you, when you have Let's just say half a season and you've managed to win a few games or, or, or the majority of games but you haven't been at full tilt you haven't entertained for want of a better phrase then I think fair enough you then think okay well you've won enough games now to, so the players should have enough confidence enough belief to then you know let them let them uh, off the, uh, the leash a little bit and go and express themselves play with a bit more freedom this is still quite early on in the season so the most important thing in the early part of the season is make sure you win as many games as possible to give yourself a platform later on even the big teams I mean I've listened to key managers over the years whether it would be the, the, the top managers you talk about the Klopp successful um, um, Guardiola even a lot of them would say the early part of the season is about building getting yourself ready for when you know the, 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 the climax of the season so you peak at the right times so can Rangers improve gradually over the next couple of months, that's what really what they've got to do. So, mm. is that by the turn of the year, they're they're neck and neck mm. with Celtic at the very least. But clearly, David, for fans like you, the fear is that these wins are, or the performances, sorry, are suggesting that a defeat or a draw is round the corner. Is that is that what you're fearful of? Yeah, basically, because I think Motherwell should have had a, at least a one-each draw. I agree with you, the pundit is right, and also I can't understand why he brings a centre half on for. I mean, we're like one nothing up, 
chasing the game, Motherwell all, all over us for the last 20 minutes, plus tries for the second one, and he brings a centre-half on. I can't understand that at all. Yeah, that was one that Michael Beale did get a lot of scrutiny for, Gordon, mm, um, went who also back went three. to a back three, which he's made no secret of kind of wanting to do that. Um, obviously saw an opportunity was that a strange one for you? Or? Yeah, a little bit, but I can understand it because he's bringing on John Souter and I think he, everybody's, you know, there's a debate there whether Souter should be starting week in, week out instead of Davis. So it gave him the opportunity then let his two wing-backs go really high up the park with the freedom of going and try to get deliveries. I think he just tried to change something, Gordon. And I don't mind that at all because... If you're not playing particularly well, and you've got to say Motherwell had great spells in the game, then it change it, especially when you get an injury and you decide, you know what, I'm not going to stick with the same system. I'm going to change the system. I'm going to try and get my wing-backs higher up the pitch. I'm going to try and maybe overload the middle of the park with Suter statement, whatever it may be. But it just, it mm. didn't, it's not happening for him. But I think Jim makes a great point there. And that's the reason why I'm a bit surprised. It's early season, it's what, five league games mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. Now, if he gets to Christmas and we're still getting these phone calls, Michael Beale will really struggle to hold his job this season unless he really has a remarkable season winning trophies. What do you make of the news then, David? Because it was brought about by Robbie Matondo looking at six weeks out. Ah, well, yes. Well, okay, right, we might miss him, right, but see, it's just Quintus as well. Why should Quintus and the Rangers team, the boy brings nothing to the team? Absolutely nothing. The boy was missing an action the whole game on Sunday. Yeah, I think it's difficult, you know, any player that comes in, if if he's a couple of wonder games at the start, people are, you know, you wax lyrical and say, oh, he's going to be the next superstar. If he doesn't settle in straight away, I just feel that, you know, fans, you know, put themselves in that position. You know, you're a young lad, you come to a massive club, you know, the, the team's not playing great at this moment in time. Uh, you've got to settle into a different country, you've got to get to know a different style, a different culture. Ev- everything's different and we don't mm. seem to accept that footballers don't always hit the ground running. They need a bit of time to settle in. Let's hear from the Rangers camp today. It was Neil Banfield who was on press duty uh, today, he says the management are aware of fan anger but thinks performances will improve, thinks they've already put in good performances uh, and did confirm that that knee problem for Rabi Matondo will see a six week absence Yeah of course, we all are we can't get away from that, we speak as a group um, and you analyse and you're prepared for what's coming and I think we've prepared for this and we deal with it and oh, it's understandable, you can see it but I think, I think when you come into these games, these period of games it's... Um, I think it's it's tough with the players. It's, it's mentally we had a big result on Thursday, uh, and it's how you get over that, and then you approach the next game. Um, and I think the games have gone well in the results, but obviously we've seen that uh, we got a little bit anxious on um, on Sunday, not getting the second goal, and that that does create a little bit of anxiety amongst the team. And we defended well, and we won the game, and now we push on to the next to the to the cup game on uh, Wednesday night. When you look at our three clean sheets, the way the team defends and the structure of the team and the way we are playing at times, I think it's coming. It's definitely coming. And I think it's, uh, it only looks only bodes well for the future. If, oh, you know, when results don't go well, everything just gets brought into the spotlight, doesn't it? I was, had a fascinating afternoon uh, on social media because Neil Banfield's existence at the press conference even annoyed some people, um, Rangers fans. Now, it probably was planned. These things usually are. It might be... Mm. Michael Beale must do goodness knows how many interviews in a week and 
It might be, well, you take the League Cup games. But still, some are saying, well, that's fine. But after the reaction at the weekend and the way we're feeling about things, the manager should have been the one fronting up today. We don't want to hear from... So, I mean, even that sort of stuff's getting... Mm, I can, I matter cannot, to you? No, it doesn't matter to me. I can understand it. Maybe they, they looked at it the other way and thought, look... Go and get a different voice out there, a different opinion. Go and let the fans hear some somebody else rather than me saying the same things over and over again just to mix it up. But you're right. They'll probably have planned that who's got to do the press conferences. So why change it? Because they won on Thursday night. They had a terrific result on Thursday night. Yes, they didn't play particularly well on Sunday. They won. They're getting into a big, important game tomorrow. I, I, I don't think we should read too much into that. It wouldn't really bother mm. me that. No, I, I think that uh, yeah, it was probably planned. You're right, Gordon. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And therefore, what you're going to do is just change it because you know you had a, a disappointing performance at the weekend. I don't think so. And you, you, listen, you is know, it so maybe about ta- just to sort of you know play devil's advocate? Is it maybe though about taking the temperature of you know the react the fan reaction? Because mm. it's it's not like you don't know that there's this. Yeah. Groundswell of negativity out there. Well, I, I mean, he, he mentioned that straight away. Mm-hmm. He said that we understand, you know, the fans' uh, views there. But I think from Michael Beale's point of view, if, if he expressed his disappointment and his frustration after the game, I think, uh, you know, pretty much, I thought he was very, very honest in his assessment of the game. So maybe if he thinks if he goes in and, and does another negative uh, media, um, you know, conference. That's not an ideal thing for a manager to do. So give a, a different voice, give uh, his assistant the opportunity to speak to the media. And then when he goes into the speak to the players, he can speak with a little bit more positivity rather than walk into a dressing room uh, after having condemned the players again, really, after their performance at the weekend. So, yeah, I think that is actually pretty decent management um, at this stage, uh, uh, you know, of leading up to the... Which is a very, very important match for the Rangers, there's no doubt about it. You know, they really have to win this match with mm. uh, the opportunity to, to get the first piece of silver. Let's bring in George on the line. Thank you to David. George, what's your take on it? Hi, guys. Um, I'm just pure disappointed with the, 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 the team performance. Why is Michael Beale not doing the press conferences? It's, it's a shambles right now. If we play like we did against Motherwell, I can see us getting smashed tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, look, the guys have great timing on the call. The guys have been, you know, speaking about it. So do, do you care, George? Do you? I mean, Neil Banfield probably planned to do this press conference for the, the League Cup anyway. Does it matter? What, so what, what's, what are you saying, that Michael Beale should be fronting up today or what? He's the man. He should be there start speaking to the, the press, speaking to the fans. It's, it looks as though he's just hiding now. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I quite like Michael Beale, but lately it's just been like watching paint dry. Yeah, I've, I've said it um, even tonight on the show. I've not been impressed with it. I've said for the last few weeks anyway, when Michael Beale's come in for uh, to be put under pressure, especially from Rangers supporters, not us, that I don't believe that the right way is to go and, and sack Michael Beale just now so early in the season. Um, he's still got a very important game tomorrow night it just shows you the difference now they had a terrific result Thursday they still won on, on Sunday they're three clean sheets as the assistant manager was talking about they've got an opportunity to be in a semi-final here and you're saying that Livingston a supporter George coming on and saying I can see us getting smashed tomorrow night with Livingston you know I, I don't know where the Rangers supporters are at this moment in time not, I'm not blaming them because I would not like to begin a long time, Brooks, and paying my 
well hard earned cash if I ever do that you've never no, worked exactly. hard for no. your money in your life um, so I, I can understand that but I think there's a little bit of scope there uh, thank you very much to George let me tell you about this before we go any further Now you see usually I should be organised enough to find my fancy make me a winner mm. information to tell you about But for some reason I don't think I've got it There it is, there we go See if you just pad and you just talk enough you'll find it in the end uh, We've had six winners in a row by the way So remember the little kind of quiet yeah. spell Six in a row now uh, Today it was John who bagged 84 grand What a prize that is Yeah he was planning his... for a wedding was he not? Uh, yeah, he's been with his partner Lisa for years Planning for a wedding and now they can Heck of a wedding that Yeah, yeah. the bowling club's out Let's keep this streak up We'll have hopefully another winner tomorrow £86,000 Richard, it could be you So the call's going to be made after 3pm Straight into your bank account as well The money goes But you need to be in the draw Obviously text YES to 61025 Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate You can enter at Clyde1.com And online entries are £2 Or call 0330 8804523 calls charged at a standard rate as well as over 18s only all the rules for this network competition are online so if you get the call from us after 3pm tomorrow Wednesday the 27th answer within 5 rings say make me a winner straight away to win £86,000 so text yes to 61025 0141 this is Scottish football's lead leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Joel is on the line to join Gordon Diel and Jim Duffy. Take it away, Joel. Hello. I, I just want to say that I think all the pressure on Michael Bale is wrong. Totally, totally wrong. Only one simple reason being all the Rangers fans wanted him. They cheered when he signed for Rangers. So all of a sudden, a couple of we're still getting the points. So, pretty speaking, give them time. Give them to the end of the season. Yeah, well, I think I think there is there is balance out there. You know, you're always going to hear sort of negative voices louder. Graham's on Twitter saying, "Might get some stick, but I'm a season ticket holder. 18 years of winning one nil every week wins you a treble. Who cares? We've just I beaten a very wish. decent La Liga side. It might not be pretty, but it's three points and a victory at the end of the day, which is undeniably true. But to go back to what the last caller says, it's not about that as such. It's about seeing these 1-0 wins and fearing that they're not going to continue forever based on the performance level that's what people are fearful of is it not? Yeah but you've got to cross that bridge when you come to it Gordon uh, No that's it. the point though people but, no, people would say you can't don't cross the bridge once you're 7 points behind well, Celtic Well it might never happen um, you know if they if they're continue look at their defensive record just now the clean sheets uh, it, on Thursday night I thought it defended very well indeed against decent players got a top quality side Um it goes back to the style of play, but this is my opinion, all my opinion. If I, I totally agree with Jola, every Rangers fan I heard when Michael Beale was getting appointed was delighted. They wanted Michael Beale in because it was well known that he was the brains behind Stephen Gerrard. They spoke about what a fantastic coach he was, how he's got to improve players that are at Ibrox, how he's got his signings will be good and the, the style and the attacking football and I think that's where they've been let down because they get built up to go along to watch Rangers and the new players come in with this new brand of football that it's not emerged, let's be honest about it it's boring football but they're still getting, they're still getting results 
But if you're back to manager with what nine mm-hmm. signings and a lot of money in the summer, you can't be calling for his head after what five six league games. I, I I just don't buy that, and especially after a good result on Thursday night, an opportunity to be in semi final of the first competition. They're playing Livingston tomorrow night at home. You'd expect them to win that, whether mm. they played well or not. So I think it's a wee bit early to go for Michael Beale, yeah. but some Rangers fans have had enough already. Uh, obviously, if it's through the lens of the signings, Gordon's right mm. and Joel's right when we talk about time. Um, but if, if the phrase is specifically, you know, give Michael Beale time, mm-hmm. people quite rightly point out, well, he has been here since November. You know, mm-hmm. It's not like he came at the start yeah. of the season. Yeah, but just under a year, and you've had one transfer window really to, to or well, two transfer windows, sorry, to, to work with. But in terms of the pl- the pr- uh, players he brought in previous to this uh, window, so whether it was um, Davis, um, you know, like Cantwell, Raskin, um, guys like that, you know, um, John Suter, these have all, they, they were all seem to be successful signings. I think it was the summer recruitment, this summer's recruitment, uh, Gordon, that hasn't changed. Uh, you know, and Rangers feel, Rangers fans feel as if they haven't, uh, you know, improved the side. Now, again, those type of players playing for Rangers coming from the clubs I've came from, uh, you know, I think there's still a big step up. You know, the demands, the expectations, uh, as well as the style. And also, as I mentioned, you'd have to say to Michael Beale, what, what's your favourite system? How do you want to play? Mm-hmm. How did you see yourself playing this year? Probably 4 3 3. But he hasn't had very, very few of those players available to him. There are still some, you know, the, the jury's out. There's no doubt uh, Dessers, uh, I think, um, you know, Lammers, the, these type of guys, Seamat. The jury's still out. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about that in these key areas. But some of the other players have just been unfortunate with injuries. Um, so the likes of Joel is coming up, standing by his manager, wanting to be given more time. I think you have to give him at least, at least another couple of months Michael Beale's record in terms of domestically is actually very, very good. You know, since he came in, in terms of results, clean sheets, win, win percentages, that most other managers would be delighted with that. Unfortunately, if you're the Rangers manager, you're getting judged by your opposition, which big is the Celtic though, manager. Winning, yeah, winning and the, the key games, you lose a game. I'm not, talking about over, over the piece. It's a, as a, a you know a, a good percentage. Do you not think it's? I think it's a lot to do with signings as well because mm. he brought so many in. He lost a lot of good players and experienced players. They knew how to win at Rangers, but he brought a lot of players in. And if you if you sum it up right now, Jim, I would probably say Butland is the only one mm. that's probably hit the ground well, so as a counter to that last tweet Ali says winning ugly is fine if you can still control games and that scenario you might say you'll take three points like that every game the problem is Rangers have no control of these games just now as was evident particularly in the last 15 minutes at Ibrox what about Stephen Partick what have you got for us tonight Stephen hi how you doing panel good um, first time caller good to have you what made you call then Right, well, what I'm calling about is regarding uh, the assistant within giving you the conference today as such. He'd done, he done the last one in the lead-up to the Cup. Mm-hmm. McCoy's used to do it under Walter, and uh, McAllister used to do it under Gerard. I don't think this is a new thing. I don't think Bill's hiding. I think that's just part of it. It's a Cup thing, giving him his place to maybe so the fans get to know the assistant managers as such as well. I don't really think there's a big issue in that. Um, maybe it's a good thing to be living there, but sometimes he just flaps his gums a wee bit too much. 
But other than that, um, I would like to think that Bill needs to start playing a settled team. Change, change, change constantly is just too much. Yeah, oh, look, we did, we did, we did say that on the, on the press conference thing. It's just you know what football's like. Perception's important, and I know it's an entirely different scenario. But that arrangement, whether it's on the pitch or in the press room, works until Walter Smith grabs Ali McCoist mm-hmm. and gets out his seat or whatever yeah. it is. That famous image, you know, yeah. coming to, to take Handed. control. <laughs> so you know, like I, I guess um, some fans, rightly or wrongly, were hoping that the press conference equivalent of that. Took place yeah. today. Can you not get fed up with listening Fans to the manager as well, though, because the, the, you know the press will obviously add. Ask Listen, that, that's it. That's exactly why it's done for sure. Yeah. But like we said, sometimes mm. once the perceptions out there, yeah. what do you do? If if you've got a fan, and I don't know if it was one or a hundred, but the guy that called mm. in saying, yeah. "I'm a Rangers fan," it looks to me like he's hiding. He's hiding. Yeah. Well, I, I must admit, I don't think there's any way whatsoever that he's hiding away from responsibility I don't think any Rangers manager could do that I think that, that they know that when they as soon as you accept that role with the manager of Glasgow Rangers you're in the firing line 24-7 365 days a year you know that yeah. so you, you know, you're not going to shy away from that I just think as, as Stephen has said there that um, it's been pre-planned um, Neil uh, Banfield gets the opportunity to go and speak to the press in a, a slightly different manner um, than uh, Michael Beale and Michael Beale will be quite rightfully yeah. back just, in front of the cameras tomorrow night after the game before and after though, the game I've got a bit of sympathy for Neil Banfield because then mm. he's put in there mm. and, and then he I know he's vastly experienced but I think there was a sort of I don't know if, whether you'd call it a slip of the tongue he mentioned Rangers beating PSV which they obviously didn't mm. right but he said mm. it like, listen, listeners to this show will know fine well that verbal diarrhoea is possible <laughs> um, I wasn't aiming that at you don't look at me no, you're looking at me <laughs> and I totally agree with you you know and he you know, can I then use that as a st- let's look at this guy he's saying we beat PSV when we didn't sort of thing so um, there was always going to be that extra level of scrutiny just on the, the team selection though Stephen do you have any sympathy for Michael Beale when you talk about chopping and changing are, are oh. injuries dictating that a bit at the moment no, that, was, that was my point I spoke to Chris as well I think if it should, we should have started with a set team and injuries and suspensions start bringing in we should have our best 11 as we should be every week until Oh no, we've got a lot of games in different formations and such. But if the team's winning, they're settled. In the European game during the week against Betis, the second half, they started looking like a unit. They started playing really good football. So it was really good. I was like, oh, God, here we go. Rangers are back. They're starting, to, they're starting to join as a unit. But then, Motherwell, changes, changes. Don't know why. I don't understand why they never started the roof up front. There's no field coming says he can't play two, two games a week. But he's been injured, he needs game time because I gave him half an hour or, or an hour and brought him off but it starts with Essers who the fans are not too happy with at the moment because in my eyes he's never a number 9 he's maybe an 8, maybe a 10 but he's definitely not a number 9 um, but Roof is more in the mode I'm not going to say he's an Alfredo but he's more in that mode he likes to play the defenders mm. and bully them but he never get the time The thing and is though Michael, <laughs> Michael Wilder keeps putting, taking are asking mm-hmm. Kamal Roof to go to the well and he gets injured again that'll come back on him it's already sort of happened with Tom Lawrence I'm not saying it's Michael Beale's fault but you're almost damned if you do damned if you don't there I, I could be wrong here but I don't know if Michael Beale looks at his squad and knows right now what he's strongest sure but there will be injuries now yeah and, and I was going to, to say to Stephen I, I do feel a little bit for him as a manager because he can't get that consistency because of 
i.e. injuries you look at Danilo up at St Johnston you're thinking is that goal going to kick start his season mm. the poor lad gets injured and he's out for whatever time he's out for and then all of a sudden I think what frustrates the Rangers fans as well the, the, the transfer market and all the players coming in the players going out players that were mm. you're thinking of leaving all of a sudden Scott Wright pops his head up at the weekend they start mm. living you're thinking where yeah. are we going with this? Uh, we'll leave it there one thing you'll learn on this show you can never make a sweeping statement about any fan base because Big Mo is on tell that caller not all Rangers fans wanted Beal and he's attached a tweet of his from November last year saying Beal will be a disaster so there you go anyway it's that time of the night already Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, so let's play Beat the Pundit. The Pundits are on a long winning streak. I don't know how that happened. 01419511025 and the lines close at 7. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Gordon DL are here It's 01419511025 We've had lots, still lots about Rangers after the performance at the weekend, albeit it was a win as many people are. Also pointing out, Celtic fans, we've been hearing from some of you, Anthony Ralston, the new contract today, some thoughts on the win at Livy. It is a big night of football. We're going to go to Rugby Park very soon. We'll bring you team news. We'll build up to that game. There's a big one in the Women's Nations League at Hamden as well. Of course, Scotland coming close. A good performance against England on Friday, but no result there. Uh, and it is League Cup quarter-final week across the board as well. So loads to get through. I'm still after you Inverness fans or big Duncan Ferguson observers who want to share your thoughts. Let's do this first. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. And as if that's not enough, going to give away a prize in the not-too-distant future that's right up your street. Right, do you need to win the prize or just give it away? You need to win it, but okay. you can't win it. But Is it some sort of golf prize? Oh, so you know him well, don't you? It's There's only mean. two things, Jim, that Gordon mm-hmm. deals into golf, and the other thing he's into, we can't give prizes no, away well, for on this show. That, so let's play point. Beat the Pundit before we get ourselves in trouble. Martin's in Bears Den. How's it going, Martin? Nah, not bad, thanks. Have you ever played before? Yeah, not live, no. Perfect. Not live, no like yeah, I suppose it's, it's got me. Playing the podcast. Um, right, Martin, it is fairly straightforward. I do like to ridicule him because he has his moments, but he's not. In, you're not in terrible form. No, I'm good for him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in good for him. Um, Five 0 to the pundits last week. That that cannot do. Heads, it will be Gordon DL. Tails, it will be Jim Duffy. Right, let's test your form then. His heads. Gordon yeah. against Martin Let's give Gordon some greatest hits radio If you can uh, Turn it up nice and loud uh, And we'll give Martin the questions Martin you've got 30 seconds Answer them however quickly you like I would recommend you do speed up and pass If you don't know the answer okay yeah, Good man uh, Jim Duffy Go put those headphones on Because I can now just hear that music <laughs> Blaring through your mic uh, Right 30 seconds on the clock Martin And your time starts now Cyril Dessers Plays for which international side? Nigeria Arthur Boric's nephew Max Plays for which Scottish team? Uh, Hamon Which current Scottish Championship side Did Duncan Ferguson play for Before Rangers? Uh, pass Name any player Who's played in the Scottish Top flight this season Aged 16 Pass How many Scottish teams Has Scott Wright played for? 
Former Celtic winger Marion Shved now plays for which Ukrainian side? Uh, Shakhtar. Which Scottish League One team are the only SPFL side to have won their last five games? Falkirk. Oh, right, let's bring him back. Can yeah. you hear us? Good what evening. was that song that Jim Duffy liked so much? The way you make me feel, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Just as well, the camera was on you and those two dancing. Maybe it's good. I thought, honestly, that, right. That would have been horrific. Absolutely. Come on, let's get this <laughs> over with. Time starts now. Serial right. Dessers plays for which international side? Oh, uh, France, don't know. Arthur Boric's nephew Max plays for which Scottish team? Kilmarnock. Which current Scottish Championship team did Duncan Ferguson play for before Rangers? Name any player who's played in the Scottish top flight this season aged 16. Um, Miller. How many Scottish teams has Scott Wright played for? Three. Former Celtic winger Marion Shved now plays for which Ukrainian team? Which Scottish League One side are the only SPFL team who've won their last five games? Falkirk. What's the verdict, Martin? I think it's quite tight, but we'll find out in a minute. We will find out in a minute. Right, a couple of things. I got off to a bad start. I know. Serial Dessers. I know, I know, I know. Listen, I don't mean to be too harsh on the guy. Does he strike you as being a France international, having oh, seen his early season performance? I mean, Mbappe could be linking up well there. <laughs> Keeping Giroud out of the team. Nah. No. Nah. Um, I, th- is, I thought it might be a bit like Wilson, have half a cap. It is, of course, topical, Martin, isn't it? Do you listen to the show regularly? I'm not yeah, good with countries. I know tonight. Did you Would hear? You go for no, 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 no. Did you did you hear Cyril Dessers being spoken about last night? I. Oh, he got that then. I played the clip to you. I played the clip to you in the office. Oh, sure you did. He was referred to as the Nigerian. There you go. Um, one nil to Martin. Arthur Boric's nephew Max Hibbs. Yeah, he came on and one of the remember they had their sure goalkeeping injury issues. So still one nil. Uh, still one nil. I'm, a, I'm disappointed in you, Martin. Oh, are you a, Martin, are you a young man? Eh, uh, 30. That's young. Mm. Young yeah, man, it's young, but... It's young. You didn't get the answer. Well, to be fair, man. it is, because Duncan Ferguson left yeah. Dundee United on the year Martin was born, presumably. So. Uh, um, yeah, it must be all, because I played against Duncan Ferguson when he was at Dundee United, so there you go. I wouldn't Hold like on. to be in the middle of 50-50 between the Keep two. Keep going, my runs. There was a 50-50 was between you and Big Dunks said, Duff... 50-50 he actually said that to me the ball was in the air and if you'll notice if you if you had came close and the camera came close I've got a scar just above my where I seriously uh, you've yes. got a Duncan Ferguson I've got a scar I've got elbow bang take that and he was a he, so how young was he at that he point he was a young he'd be probably about 19 or 20 and I would be I don't know maybe my 30s but anyway you'd uh, be staying yes. out of the way there too wouldn't you Gordon and then oh, obviously it took, took me about a good to... 20 minutes to get retribution and did you manage it of course no doubt <laughs> oh yeah uh, <laughs> right anyway so it's one all name any player who's played in the top flight age 16 you had a couple of choices it was a big weekend for it yeah, uh, Fran Franjak Rory Whitaker of Hibs Bailey Rice, Rice. of Rangers mm. Lennon Miller is now 17 yeah but he played at 16 2-1 Gordon DL Scott Wright's played for Rangers Aberdeen Roscoe and Dundee on loan. It's three. Oh, Dundee. Oh, oh, he's, does. he's two ahead of you, Martin. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, you didn't know that Marion Sveds played for Shakhtar Donetsk, and Martin did. Doesn't matter. So two plus. It, I've got Falkirk in the back. Pulls it to within <laughs> one. There are four. Martin did get Falkirk as well. There are four. Four three. Oh, unlucky Martin! <laughs> There's no ball going to Bears then, Martin. Martin, I think you can hold your head high. I Do you that see that fine. big thing in front there? That's what you could have won. Martin might not be watching my the live stream. Oh, are you watching, Martin? Just listening. 
Well, I just he's on the phone to us at the moment. Yeah, but he could still be on the mobile. Anyway, Martin, that was good. It was good. You just met a oh, better man. man. Hello, man oh. in form. Oh. Oh. Take care. Oh. Defeated. I am flying by I'm the way. I'm just trying to play. I'm trying to speak to the callers. And you're I don't care. All it's all top. about me tonight. It's entertainment. You're not, you're, you're Mate, entertainment. Eric's up there. Beat the pundit. Gordon four. Martin three. <sighs> Boom. Dear me. Right, four, okay. Three, Let's go to Rugby Park and get teams with Gabriel. Thanks, Gordon. Yes, it's Kilmarnock against Hearts in the first of this season's League Cup quarterfinals. A strong start to the season quickly evaporated for Killy, although they still sit eighth in the, t- in the table and are here in this competition. They are not in form. They've only won one of their last six. Incidentally, that game was the pivotal one. It was here last month against Celtic in the previous round of this tournament, knocking out the holders. They have been so impressive in Cup since Derek McInnes arrived. He hopes to extend that record here this evening by securing another trip to the National Stadium. He said he believes that him and his players can lift this trophy. Interestingly, Gordon, Killy have had the upper hand in this fixture recently. In the last nine meetings, they've won six times and only lost once. Let's have a look at the team news then. Just one change for the hosts. Youngster David Watson comes in for the injured Marley Watkins. Looks like it'll be a 4-5-1 formation. Will Dennison goal at a back four of Lewis Mayo, Stuart Finlay, Joe Wright and Robbie Dees. Dan Armstrong will be on one wing with Matty Kennedy on the other. Brad Lyons, David Watson and Kyle McGinnis in midfield. Kyle Vassell, the captain, leads the line. Hearts themselves also in a poor run of form. Stephen Naismith already under some serious pressure despite only being officially appointed a few weeks ago. They've lost five of their last six games. Victory here, of course, will secure that trip to Hamden in November and leave a lot of the strain on Naismith at the helm if he can get it done tonight. They make three changes. Civic, Forrest and Grant are in for Atkinson, Beningame and Boyce. So it looks like this, they're starting 11. Xander Clark in goal, a defence of Frankie Kent, Toby Civic, Kai Rolls and Stephen Kingsley. Calm Nievenhoff, Cammy Devlin and George Grant in midfield. Alan Forrest and Kenneth Vargas on the wings with captain Lawrence Shanklin leading the line. Uh, the referee here will be Stephen McLean. Greg Aitkin is on the VAR. It's dreadful weather down in Ayrshire, Gordon. We're expecting uh, thunder and lightning as well. We can hear it uh, and we can uh, expect it to get worse by kickoff. Don't forget as well, it will be decided tonight by extra time and penalties if needed. I don't know if Gabriel's Stephen Naismith's agent trying to men- trying to imply that he was only officially appointed a few weeks ago, so cut him some slack. Mm. Come on. Well, he was uh, kind of appointed in the end because he didn't have a. Uh, so does this mean Stephen Naismith now in his second back. spell as Hearts manager? Then? <laughs> yeah. Is that the way we're well, well, looking well, at? That's it? exactly what it is then. Uh, Simon's a Kilmarnock fan. Simon, you've heard the teams. Your team going to come out on top? Uh, hi, guys. I certainly hope so. Um, I'm, I'm pleased with David Watson being back in the midfield. Uh, him and Lennon Miller will be the Scotland midfield for the next 15, 20 years. Mm. So good to see that. Good to see him back. But Marley Watkins is definitely going to be on a, a loss today. He's been excellent. Yeah, talk us through how you arrive in this one then. You, you can become un- unofficial League Cup favourites in a weird way by knocking out Celtic and obviously had beaten Rangers at the start of the season as well. What, what's changed since then or has anything changed? No, I, I think we've played relatively well. Um, I heard the guy on on Saturday complaining, but I think that was maybe just heat in the moment stuff. I was up at the game on against Dundee, and it's one of those games where we literally could have won it on another day by five or six. You need to take those chances. The cell missed to absolute sitters. You know, there was a couple of other sort of Matty Kennedy heading off the post. That was even before, you know, the second half, which was just an onslaught. I think the Ross County game, the less said about that refereeing decision, the better. The Hibs game was a decent comeback. 
I think we're still in decent form. We were set up better under McInnes to take on quote unquote better teams, um, which is quite you know you're, you then think well that actually plays their favour today because our hearts any better. Mm. Certainly not in the form they're in at the moment. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting game. Do you feel like there is a fragility around Hearts and, and, and the level of criticism they're getting at the moment, Simon, that you can take advantage of? Yeah, possibly, but they're still, still a really good team. Uh, you look at the any team that's got Lawrence Shankland playing up front, mm-hmm. you know, they're always going to have a threat. Um, so I don't know if fragility is the right way, but coming to Rugby Park, you know, we've got an excellent record against Hearts, as, uh, as your reporter said. So, you know, we've got to try and take advantage of it. If we get an early goal, then, you know, it certainly could, you know, up the ante a bit. Yeah, I mean, the reason I mention it, you've seen sort of like Anne Budge out graffiti outside Thinkcastle or whatever or there's, a, there's a banner somewhere and there's graffiti somewhere um, Hearts fans are pretty annoyed at, at the recent form Gordon how do you feel this one goes tonight? Yeah I think uh, Simon and Gabs down at Rugby Park will be in for a long night I think it'll go It's got in the distance Yeah Yeah I really do I, I, I don't I think First goal wins it for me. Um, I know what Simon's saying. He goes every week and he watches them and he gets a, he's got a better idea of them. Hearts are in terrible form just now. I think they're all over the place. They should be doing better. You look at the squad that they've got, probably the third biggest in Scottish football, uh, budget-wise, up there with Aberdeen. Um, and what they got? Seven points out of six. They've been dreadful. Kilmarnock got off to such a terrific start mm-hmm. and everybody was talking so highly about them but taking a little dip I think they'd be disappointed that Dens Park and Dundee going down to 10 men and obviously Dundee getting the equaliser it's a big big game for them tonight advantage maybe because they're at home on the surface um, I, d- I really couldn't call that because I, I don't see any of the two teams that are going to dominate that game tonight for me but as I say first goal wins it I mean, like Simon's right, Hearts do have good players, and but maybe that's why the Hearts fans are feeling so critical about the way things are at the moment. Yeah, I mean, they are. I mean, the expectations are always high. That was the reason why, you know, um, Stephen Naismith got appointed. You know, they, they felt that Robbie Nielsen had taken the club as far as they could and they wanted to, to make a change. Um, so, you know, they, 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 they have to finish at least at, at third. You know, that, that is the minimum requirement now for Hearts, a Hearts manager, um, as well as hoping to, to do well in the cup competitions. Um, so yeah, there is a there is a high expectation level, but I'm not quite sure about the Anne Budge scenario. Is, is Hearts not a fan based club now or a fan owned club now? So I just think that they've listened like, like a lot of teams just now. I mean, you look at Aberdeen, we're taking a wee bit of stick She's up until last CEO, week. Still the CEO, isn't she? I think that's, yeah. that's... and um, Aberdeen won four nothing convincingly at the weekend, and all of a sudden everything in the garden's a bit rosy. Hearts go down to command tonight if they come through that, and then the semi final. Um, you know, then they're, 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 mm. you know they could transform their season really. But I, I'm we I'm with Gordon. I think at home the conditions could play a part tonight, as Gabby was saying there. Um, you know, it could be horrendous down there. Uh, in which cases you've got to deal with that. And you know, command that I think from set plays. Uh, you know, in terms of the balance of the team, there's a there's a little bit more consistency there. I would just edge Kilmarnock at home tonight. Derek McInnes is good at getting to the latter stages of cup competitions. Simon obviously taking the next step and winning them is is a different matter. But is that is that sort of aim for, for this season? You got that in a, you know, realistically in your sights? Simon's off. Oh, no, he's there somewhere. Got you now, Simon. Sorry, on you go. I, sorry, I was 
sorry, I was just saying Viaplay just before I came on, we're showing the highlights of the, the one over Celtic. I think looking at Rangers, as you've heard with their reaction of the fans, they are absolutely rotten this season, as I was arguing with Hugh Keevans at the start of the season about. I think whoever wins, see if you look at the list of, say St Mirren, Aberdeen and Kelly go through, or St Mirren, Aberdeen and, and Hearts go through. I think all those teams beat Rangers in a semi-final or a final because Michael Beale can't win big games. Uh, so it's just a, I think it's going to be a new name in the, the League Cup this season. Why can't it be us? You know, we've already beat the holders, beat the favourites, beat the, probably the best team in Scotland. So going up against the rest of them, you know, tonight's going to be the big test. If we can get through tonight, that should hopefully give the team a bit of confidence. We've been missing Corey and Daba. He's back on the bench. He gives us a bit more shape and solidity. It's just a big, big game. And as you say, Derek knows how to get to the semi-finals and finals. This would be our second visit there since 2012. You know, the one being last year. We were mm-hmm. mightily unlucky against Celtic. So, you know, it's a huge a huge night. But, you know, I, I think the winner comes from the, the other teams. I, I, I don't see Rangers winning it. I don't think they've got the the metal or the bottle to win it. I think they're a team in crisis. And I think one of the other teams wins it. I tell you what, predicting the winner of the Cup... Um, quarter final stage That's, it's early even by your standards <laughs> Takes like, look, Rangers obviously aren't in a good place y- you do sometimes feel like whether it would be Kilmarnock St Mirren whoever it may be you'd, you'd, you'd probably want to try and get them before it goes to Hamden though when, and again I'm not, I know Michael Beale doesn't have a brilliant record in these so called big games that Simon mentions but you know if you could you know, if, if Simon could get Rangers down at Rugby Park or St Mirren mm. could get them in Paisley but obviously it's the quarter finals Hamden is just yeah. around the corner I think I think where the argument will fall down a little bit for Simon and listen all for him coming on supporting his team he goes and spends his, his money and follows him up and down the country Though, if it's Kilmarnock for instance tonight and it's St Mirren and Aberdeen those three teams will be hoping they don't draw Rangers at Hamden Let's be honest about it, because for me, and I know that Rangers aren't great for them, I've already said that I've not enjoyed their football, but for me, I would much rather, if I was Kilmarnock, and say, for instance, Aberdeen, St Mirren, Rangers in a draw, I would be looking to avoid Rangers mm. still at this moment in time. Uh, and then if you if Rangers happen to progress to final, take your chances there. But in a semi-final, when that draw is there... All the teams are want to avoid Rangers. Enjoy your night, Simon. Gordon thinks it's going to be a late one. We will see how that one pans out. Looking forward to it, though. I must say, Kilmarnock against Hearts in the first of the League Cup quarter-finals. Right, I've been looking forward to this because it was a good bit of fun at last night. doesn't take long and a good prize given away as well. Let's play. Pride One Super Scoreboard with James Frew. Need a gas engineer, plumber, joiner or electrician? Contact them today. Right, so all this week we've teamed up with James Frew, Scotland's leading property solutions company. They've got offices across Glasgow in the West. You can check out the details of their academy programme at jamesfrew.co.uk. Uh, and it's a, another great prize and it is a golfing prize tonight Gordon mm. a four ball at Westcombe Ride he's like that played it. I played it it's nice, sure nice course um, if there's only three give me a call in 0141 <laughs> all you have to do is tell us who is the scorer of this famous goal in Scottish football history we're about to play James Frew started in 1911 so we've sort of rolled back the commentary giving it a bit of an antique feel so who scores this famous Scottish goal listen Off by the big number nine, and here comes the long-haired Scandinavian driving past the backs. And he's chipped it past the goalkeeper. The Glasgow Rangers goalkeeper doesn't know where to look. And he makes it four goals to one. An excellent example of association football. Oh, you'll get that. You will get that if you know. What I, I would like to think so. 
Right, don't give it away. If you know, do you genuinely not know who that was? No. Oh, you're hopeless. Uh, if you know who scored that goal, give us a call 01419511025. You need to be over 18 and you have until the end of this break to call. Get in touch now and you could be a winner with James Frew. On Scottish football, 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Gordon DL are here. Keep those calls coming in 01419511025. Still loads of time to talk to us before we go just before 8 o'clock. And before we go any further, I always like giving prizes away. Let's do it. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with James Frew. Need a gas engineer, plumber, joiner or electrician? Contact them today. Yes, this week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard, we're teaming up with James Frew, Scotland's leading property solutions company. And giving away a nice prize every night We did it last night uh, We're going to do it again tonight You can head over to jamesfrew.co.uk For your building and property services We're asking you to tell us who scored this famous Scotland goal uh, Let's bring in tonight's contestant first of all uh, Mark is in Jordan Hill How's it going Mark? Hello Gordon, how are you doing? Thanks yep, right. doing good. Let's hear it because your, your task is Who scored this famous goal? We've changed the commentary a bit Let's hear it off by the big number nine and here comes the long-haired Scandinavian driving past the backs and he's chipped it past the goalkeeper the Glasgow Rangers goalkeeper doesn't know where to look and he makes it four goals to one an excellent example of association football retro commentary genuinely this won't surprise you Mark genuinely <laughs> during the break Gordon Dale explained to us that he doesn't know who that is because it sounds like it was a really long time ago which just like it's literally the point of the competition. I explained it that I thought Archie McPherson had a cold. He said he, he thought it might be Mario Kempes. He was an Argentinian and not Scandinavian. <laughs> he was nineteen seventy eight. Put, put him out his misery, Mark. Who was it? Uh, is it Henry Lawson? It is indeed. Well done. You've won the four ball at West Kilbride Golf Course, all thanks to James Frew. Please say you've got three pals because you'll need to take him with you if you don't. Come on, Mark. Uh, I certainly do. Yeah, I've got the, the father in law and my, my, my partner's two cousins. They're the big golfers. You're out. You're out. Unlucky. Well done. Thanks very much to Mark for winning tonight's prize. More coming in the rest of the week as well. Do you get the format now? Yeah, be all right. If we play it tomorrow, you won't be surprised. I, I won't be surprised, but I'll be better equipped on Thursday when I'm in. Just think it might be like the young whippersnapper from Motherwell oh. dives low, the ball hits his nose and goes in, and he'll be dancing in the streets of Wraith tonight. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, th- I, I didn't listen to the question, unfortunately. My word. I thought Archie's obviously changed his twang in the years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, you'll just be you'll be desperate to get involved in this golf prize I don't even know if the rest is of them are golf, golf? Well, I don't know but it was last night and tonight so I'm starting to notice a bit well, of a I hope Thursday's a bit of golf yeah, course more tomorrow uh, no Thursday uh-huh. night because I'm on Thursday with Wilson isn't I? Well, better golf is course. he back he's back he'll be back From big red faces oh, turn, red turn the colour down in your your screens on Thursday night <laughs> oh he'll be red Lobster Wilson will be back in the building uh, anyway right teaser me there's been a new managerial appointment in Scotland today and it's mm. an interesting one so we're going to look at that in just a second uh, let's get the question up and running for your teaser though the full time teaser with sliding wardrobe solutions East Kilbride score wardrobes at their new trade counter at Colville's Road. Stevie from Falkirk wants you to name eight Rangers players who've scored a brace against Celtic since 2000. Eight Rangers players who've scored a brace against Celtic since, since 2000. 2000. Any that spring to mind? 
Um, since 2000, um, I'll go... Tavernier. Yeah. Yes, the most recent one. That was mm-hmm. the 3-2 game April this year. Loving cans. Yeah, the Scottish Cup final, no less. May 2002. Same scoreline, 3-2. Kenny Miller. Twice he's done it. Well done. We'll leave it there. Uh, that's three and only five to get. Um, you can see the question on the screen if you're watching on the live stream uh, and it will be on Twitter as well. X. I'm going to try and correct myself, but I can't promise that will catch on. Uh, Kenny actually, went when he went to Ibrox... Um, at the weekend, someone stopped him and said, could you sign this, Kenny? And it was a picture he sent me. It's great. We'll need to get it in for when Mark returns. And it's a picture of Kenny sort of wheeling away in celebration. Um, but you can he's obviously scored on Wilson. Oh, and he's standing, he's standing is distraught. Is that the back post one? <laughs> I think it I'm might sure be. I'm sure it is, yeah. I think it that. might be. Anyway, let's reflect on some of the other big talking points from today because I love this. Um, and I mean no disrespect to the great people uh, up at Inverness, but there's something... Extra intriguing about this managerial appointment that's got mm-hmm. us talking tonight. I think because of the name Duncan Ferguson mm-hmm. has been announced as the next Inverness Cali Thistle manager, it replaces Billy Dodds, who was sacked just over a week ago. Let's bring in Stevie, <coughs> who's on. He's an Inverness fan. You can hear Stevie on the Wineus Shuffle uh, podcast. Stevie, what do you make of that appointment? Did you see it coming? Hi, Gordon. Uh, no, uh, out of the blue, it's box office, isn't it? I mean, we've been we've been doing it in our podcast this week about. Who would come in? It's like a game of guess who. It's been Darren O'Day, it was Scott Brown, it was Robbie Nielsen, it was Dougie Emery, but we never had uh, Big Duncan on our um, radar. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a box off the appointment for, for this level. So we'll see how he gets on. From a purely surprising point of view, I think Stevie's right, because usually nothing stays secret anymore. No. The names are out there. I think, did someone not just say they saw Scott Brown in Inverness? I think that was it. Stevie, I don't know, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Um, uh, he's playing golf, I think, Gordon, but yeah, that's all he's got So there we are. Um, and there was nothing. And, you know, there was there was an email. I think people, media knew there was a managerial appointment this morning. And then by late last night, by the time we had gone, he started hearing the name. Mm-hmm. So um, it's box office, right? Can we, we'll mm-hmm. start there. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, agree with that? Oh, yeah, it's, it's a big name, isn't it? Yeah, big big by stature as well. As yeah. Jim Duffy's <laughs> cheekbone found out. Um, he obviously, he doesn't have load of managerial success under his belt Stevie I obviously wouldn't say that to his face um, well he's none <laughs> yeah, that's why I tried to <laughs> it was a euphemism <laughs> listen just because you, just, just you're big and ugly enough to take him on um, yeah. I'll be nice for now um, Stevie does that concern you at all? well he's got well he's Gordon he's, he won one in 18 at Forest Green so he's got experience but yeah that's that's what worries me and uh yeah, I, I'm warming a little bit too because I've heard the, the assistant probably going to be Gary Bolin, who's got a good knowledge of sort of Scottish football. But he needs he needs help. I don't think he's been in Scotland for thirty years. Probably Gordon. I think he was. Well, Gordon Dale probably played in that game against Race Rovers. They obviously had a headbutt in John McVeigh. Yeah, so. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I'd have been playing Gordon, but I think yeah, he, I see him picking somebody bigger. <laughs> <laughs> There's my centre half. But <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, what do you think? Um, but, from the outset, though, like Inverness again, with no offence, you're not you're not getting a manager that ticks every box. I mean, quite clearly. So, oh. what, I don't know. Have they leaned more towards the sort of you know the name and the stature and the, the certainly the presence and that sort of thing? You know, overlooked, not overlooked, but you sit. You're then sacrificing the sort of 
the managerial CV, if you like. No, there's, listen, there's no, there's no fit, set formula for who's going to be a successful manager. You know, you can be the highest profile, you can be a guy that's basically hardly kicked a ball. But the, the, the one thing is, is you know, that um, Steve that's saying there, is, uh, sorry, George saying, that your, your, your club is certainly going to get more, more um, you know, column inches. It's going to get more, more in the spotlight. The TV is going to be interested. There's no doubt about it. It's, it's putting um, the name Inverness back on the map and probably getting as more as much publicity, not as much, but the you know since the last time when they, when they won the uh, the cup or when they, they beat Celtic in the, that famous night. So it's got them back, uh, you know, uh, in the back pages. Uh, we are we a guy like Duncan, and listen, he wants to go up there. He wants to prove himself. He had a short time at um, Forest Green, didn't quite work out. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he does there I mean mm-hmm. it is a risky appointment in the sense of a football side because as you said he's not been in, in Scotland he won't have the same resources the same budgets all these type of things but he, he has got a fantastic uh, presence there's no doubt about it every player will know Duncan when he walks in and we've heard this many many times that when a manager walks in straight away the players react to that I think they'll get an immediate reaction Um can he sustain that reaction? We'll have to wait and see. But I definitely think there'll be an immediate reaction from the players. I think they will absolutely buy into that. And I think the fans, it'll be great. It's great for the club. But you've got to be mm. successful on the pitch. And he's, that's going to take a bit of time. He's got the job in his personality. Let's be honest about it. Um, he's probably, if you're Inverness board, you've looked at the managers he's worked under. And that must impress you. As that's a what I was going to say. We've been a bit unfair then. Because like, you get one stint at management. Mm-hmm. It could be that... The club's a basket case. You know, yeah. think things go against you. He's he's obviously coached at a, 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 an yeah. extremely high level for and, a while. And the and the thing you've got to say about him, he's a little bit like John Kennedy at Celtic for me. Mm. Um, every manager come in, always kept him. Now, you're not telling me. I know that he's a big boy, and you probably get a chairman to tell him to leave. But you're not telling me if you get in there and you've got everything at your disposal, you you've not got the power to turn around and say, "I want to bring my own backroom staff here." Dunk's been here a long time. I want him out. Mm. So they've kept him. The reason they've kept him, they must have seen something in him, Gordon. And you're right. You can't just judge everybody with the one appointment. You don't know what was happening at Forest Green. It could have been the, the wrong fit. His record doesn't look good. Let's be honest about it. It doesn't look good. I agree with Jim. If you're a player at Inverness just now and you're needing a lift, you're going to get that initial lift, right? You certainly are at training. You're looking forward to him coming in. You want mm-hmm. to see what he's got to bring to the table. But the most important thing, especially now, bottom of the league, he needs to start winning yeah. games. That's what he's there for. I mean, Stevie, it's a three-year contract. I've got this image of the talks and saying, here you are, Duncan, there's a two-year contract. And he says, I think you'll find it's three. And mm-hmm. they go, no bother, big man. Let's, yeah. let's call it three. <laughs> Take five if you want. Um, but it's, it is quite a show of faith, Stevie, isn't it? That length of contract. I think you get many managers out with maybe the old firm giving three year contracts out, and we've obviously had to obviously give Billy some um, severance because after seeing the two year contract a few months ago. So uh, I'm not worried about the length of contract. Um, I think that could be worrying long term, but it does show obviously intent from the board. And yeah, it, that's my old, I think that's a lot of fans in Inverness think that that's the, the draw of Duncan's good, but the three year contract is a bit worrying if it doesn't go. Yeah. Good. 
But he's not going to take the job unless he gets a decent contract. Let's be honest, mm. he's not going to go up to Inverness for a year or no. you know anything like that. So he needed he needed an incentive. To, They're to, not going to, to pay split, him the to money. Split the difference, though. I, yeah. I just felt like, I feel like two you would expect, but it's yeah, three but sounds long. Gordon, if somebody wants you, you're not going to get anywhere near the money that he would get even yeah. in a lower level than England. So they have to give him a, a longer contract, give him a pot, uh, the chance to try and put his stamp on the team. But Stevie said, you know, listen, the fans are certainly going to be excited by it. The players will be excited by it. Um, he's got to get somebody in with, you know, whether it's Gary Bowen or, you know, there was talk about, you know, Ray McKinnon or these kind of guys. You know, he has to get people in who know the game and know who's going to be playing against, the, you know, the style of football, all this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then he can do his bit as in his man management skills because, as Gordon said, he does have a terrific reputation in amongst the players at Everton and guys like Carlo Ancelotti don't keep guys just on reputation absolutely not he is the he keeps guys on quality and, and you know and, and knowledge and uh, Duncan Ferguson was kept on by people like him so you know he's definitely got a football knowledge can, can he can he go and rise to that challenge that is a big challenge now of being bottom of the league? Mm-hmm. Thanks very much to Stevie. You can hear Stevie's thoughts on the Wine Shuffle podcast as well. Let's hear from the man himself telling us how he's feeling about returning to Scottish football. I believe we believe I believe that they've got they've got a good team. At the moment, we're underperforming. I, I think we can um, we, I, we can find improvements. And um, so, and the club have got a really uh, big ambition. To, to go back to the Premier League where they've been before, unfortunately that's that's not the case at the moment. But they've certainly got um, you know uh, a lot of good ideas how to get there. So that's one of the reasons. That's the main reason why I came. The ambition of the club, ambition of myself, and uh, it's a great opportunity for myself. It's football, it's football, isn't it? So it doesn't matter where, where it is. You know, it can be in England, it can be in Scotland. No, but obviously it's nice to come back up to Scotland where, where, where you know it's my home. But that was no the reason why I took the job. You know what I mean? The reason I took the job because I, I think this this club is, can can move in the right direction. But it is great to be back. I do obviously come and visit. Um, you know, so no, uh, totally been doing south forever. Um, I have got family up here, so yeah. But uh, that's you know, it's lovely to be back. I like that notion you said. So when that high ball went up to the two, he called it. He said 50-50 duff. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, the ball was getting kicked for the goalkeeper. And he said before it, 50-50 off, and he just whacked, you. whacked me. And I was going for the ball, and he thought, I'll just give you... And I, I don't even think he get giving away a felt at that time. But the thing is about Duncan, it was good to see that he, he's, he's picked up that lovely English accent and all that, I've been doing there for 30 <laughs> no. years. So it was great. It just sounded, as, listen, as if he's, you know, he's got that enthusiasm, he's got that excitement about being a manager again. So, listen, if he brings that to the table and he's successful, um, you know, everybody in Inverness, you know, buy into that. Um, that that you know they do have ambition, but there's a lot mm. of clubs now, uh, Gordon, with ambitions and investment, and that's the most important thing. He needs the the financial backing, and I don't know if Inverness can supply that. We will find out. It's sure to be an interesting watch, no matter which way it goes. Let's see how you're doing on Stevie from Falkirk's mm. teaser. Eight Rangers players have scored a brace against Celtic. Since 2000, Lovenkrantz, Miller and Tavernier. Neil McCann. No. Novo? Yes. One more guess. Ilovich. Nope. Naismith. Yes, and we'll get the rest of the answers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 
Getting there at Rugby Park Kilmarnock against Hearts in the first of the League Cup quarter-finals So we'll keep an eye on things there uh, And about to get underway at Hamden as well uh, For the Scotland women's national team Their second Nations League match Friday night Went to Sunderland, played ever so well Denied a ridiculous penalty And uh, lost 2-1 to England So hopefully can get some points on the board uh, tonight, Lee Gibson in goal, 50th cap there Nicola Doherty, Rachel Corsi, Sophie Howard, Sam Kerr, Caroline Weir Kirsty Hansen, the scorer from Friday Rachel McLaughlin, Claire Emsley, Martha Thomas uh, And Christy Grimshaw as well Rangers, Kirsty Howitz on the bench First ever call up for her uh, there as well So hopefully that goes to plan for Pedro Martinez Losa's side uh, We've already given you team news from the other game Which was Gabriel uh, live there at at Rugby Park So we'll see how we go there uh, What about your teaser tonight Stevie from Falkirk sent it in Can you name eight Rangers players Who've scored a brace Against Celtic Since 2000 You've got Peter Lovenkrantz Nacho Novo Kenny Miller twice Stephen Naismith And James Tavernier Gordon's on fire with this one On you go Gordon Connor Golson Yes An unlikely Brace scorer Okay okay Two to get. Came here roof. Yes, well done. 4 1 on the day, May 2021. So you've only got one to get, so we'll get mm. it before the end of the show. We're getting an actual prediction for tonight, just that it's going to go the distance. Yeah, um, 5 past 10 finish. Probably apparently kicks. There's <laughs> one of the penalties in. <sighs> it's a lottery. You need to pick it's a lottery, as they say. Well, I, I totally agree I, I think Kelly With home advantage Will win the penalty kick shoot mm. Right But not enough That they'll just win it In no. normal time I'll okay. go Kelly 2-1 After two extra one. time yeah, Possibly But I'll go for 2-1 Kelly um, There will be the way I'm thinking I mean In isolation There's no shame in that You can go to Rugby Park And be yeah. edged out If you're right there, there will be quite a reaction From the Hearts fans I think You know You look at I'd said it before And I know it's just one or two examples, but I, I do always feel like once you're at graffiti outside the stadium mm. and banners hanging from railway bridge stage, defeats don't tend to go down too well. No, I don't think they can afford to come back up the road with a, a defeat. They need to be in the, the draw for the next round. Of I, this I think cup. with Celtic being out the cup as well, he's mm. made it more open. You know, we, we had one of the guys earlier saying about the feel that Rangers you know, might not have the, the mental toughness to win that but you know, that's still to be seen they've still got to beat Livingston tomorrow night to get to the semi-final it is one of the quarters but it is a more open tournament there's no doubt about that and both Kilmarnock and Hearts will have aspirations of not just winning the tie tonight but actually winning the, uh, the trophy uh, Yeah it's going to be an interesting one both will fancy it and I guess that is the case across this week as well Jim some great fixtures still to come it is, it's just unusual for recent seasons to not have Celtic involved mm. it does open up a bit as you say um, there's lots to look forward to in the next couple of nights yeah I mean I think uh, particularly you know that Ross County against Aberdeen Aberdeen you know just absolutely battered Ross County 4 nothing at the weekend and you know the scoreline you know didn't didn't flatter um, Aberdeen at all you know very comprehensive uh, in that so Ross County at home this time um, try, trying to come up with some sort of game plan that they can stifle Aberdeen um, Hibs and St Mirren tomorrow night I mean listen Hibs with the new manager coming in uh, good uh, victory against St John's at the weekend St Mirren on terrific form um, really really been good. not not just this season but since uh, Stevie Robinson went into St Mirren really you know been, mm-hmm. they've got a real um, uh, method of playing understanding you know he's he, difficult to beat so that again as Gordon says that one could go right to, to, to the last seconds 
and obviously Rangers against uh, Livingston again the, the, the pressure no doubt but Livingston a different type of pressure with David Martindale today saying that you know new owners coming in taking over and they might want their own guy in now what a job he has done at Livingston for me, if they change the management mm-hmm. there, it'd be scandalous. I have to say that he's done an outstanding job uh, with the resources that Livingston have, the fan base they have, how he's kept them in the the, the Premier League comfortably yeah, easily, every single yeah. year, and developed some of the players. Recruitment's been terrific. I just think he's done a, a remarkable job there, and doesn't deserve to be looking over his shoulder. Deserves a healthy long-term contract. Um, I take the graffiti and the bedsheet on the railway bridge and raise you a banner at Rugby Park tonight in the away end. It says, "Funded by fans, ran by clowns. We deserve mm. better." Mm, they're not happy, the Hearts fans. And to be fair to them, especially at Tynecastle, they turn out in great numbers, Gordon. Um, they turn out in great numbers away from but, home but, as well. What did they want, Gordon? I mean, in terms of the background, they, they wanted <clears> Robbie <throat> Nielsen out, who I thought mm. done a terrific job there. Yeah. And, and and Robbie, sadly, lost his job. So they've appointed Stephen Naismith and obviously Frankie McAvoy is, is, is a kind of uh, combination of coaches and management there. So what is it just... You know the, the the hierarchy. They don't think there's enough investment, or well, no, do they I, think I, I the would, recruitment's been poor. I think. I think what what would it? What's the disappointment? I think the appointment of a management team that isn't working at the moment would probably be the main reason. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. They 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 think that it's the management team. It's not. It's not the board. It's not Anne Budge and you know her, her board. Then. No, but but then. By extension, the people who who appoint them. Mm. You're not going to Joe like, Savage. You for can, instance, you, can is, uh, you can still mm. think that, and I, I'm just. I'm sort of guessing here. You can mm. still think, you know, that Stephen Naismith doing, you know, a less than satisfactory job for you. But at the same time, you know, he he is young, he is inexperienced, he doesn't have the qualifications that meant this full UEFA thing had to take place. So, do you do you actually aim all your anger at him, or do you look at the decision to to appoint that manager? I think I think you've got to look at the decisions that come from above. Because they make the decision to point them. They, you, uh, Stephen A. Smith can't just turn around and say, he's not going to say no. Uh, yeah, to the job exactly. And, and he's got to be given the opportunity. So that's where I think the anger's uh, aimed at. I think it's above. Uh, it's not Stephen Naismith because Jim will tell you every manager, every coach, given that opportunity to manage a club the size yeah, of ours, yeah. we certainly mm. grasp it with both hands. So it's coming. It's been pointed yeah. to above. Lively no enough start in both games. Um, Lauren Shankland had a sort of curling effort from distance. It did go wide at Hamden. Martha Thomas uh, tried to break down the left. Caroline Weir had a corner. Rachel McLaughlin couldn't get the shot. Uh, beyond the goalkeeper either there so still waiting in the first goal in those ones if we get one before the end of the show I will let you know although we are of course fast uh, running out of time um, but it should be a good week Gordon in the the League Cup quarter final stage yeah I'm looking forward to some good games tomorrow I think the, the the pick of the bunch has got to be Easter Road for me I know in the opening game St Man went there got a good 3-2 victory uh, we're cruising at one point Hibs showed a bit of character back to two each. Hibs went, uh, sorry, St. Mirren up the park. There's a the story winning. here, Jim, right? He bothered his backside to go yeah. to a game of football. Do you know why he's not <laughs> right? around? And he's not stopped <laughs> banging on about it. Seven, since. 17 and a half thousand was there. <laughs> and I think, I think it'll be the same tomorrow night. It is a talent, though. I mean, to be fair, this one is relevant, but you ma- you managed to bring every talking point back to the fact that you went to a game, you went to Hibs Right, okay. <laughs> right, can I ask you a question then? If, if you're honest, you look at these three fixtures mm-hmm. tomorrow night. What one would you pick to watch? What one do you think is going to be the most exciting? 
Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. Okay then, so my point's valid. It's 17,500, Jim. There'll be that there tomorrow night. Plus you. But, look, the caller was on earlier talking about, oh, Livingston. I don't see Livingston upsetting Rangers at all. I think Rangers will win the hat. Uh, yeah, but, but that's interesting. You wonder, is it like an absolute, is it 4D chess from Malky Mackay? Just play terrible. Let Aberdeen battery, lull them into a full sense of security, dump them out the cup. No. Yeah, well, possibly. I mean, I mean, again, don't get me wrong. Um, Ross kind of started the season well up until the weekend. There, uh, you know, they've been playing some good football. You know, they, they, they've been, you know, looking, you know, confident. But the, the, you know, again, is it just a, a really, really poor performance? As you say, no matter how much um, Barry Robson will get these players and say, "Listen, this is an important match for us. This is an opportunity to get the semi final." In the back of the, their heads, the players will be thinking, "Are we cuffed him easy at the weekend mm-hmm. for nothing?" It's hard when all you're, you know, you know, when you get into a game when you've won as as comfortable as they've had to have that same intensity. And yeah, Ross County might just bring a surprise there. And a, a, you know, I certainly think it'll be a lot closer. And I wouldn't put it past uh, Malky to turn that to turn that game around. Wouldn't be surprised in that. I really wouldn't. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I really wouldn't. I don't think Aberdeen travel mm-hmm. well. Uh, they struggled at St- Stirling. They had one of their worst performances at Tynecastle. Did all right in Frankfurt, though. Yeah, yeah, okay. Maybe that was a longer trip. Lost, though. <laughs> but exactly, Jim. So I, I think Ross County will fancy that one at home. Will be difficult. It'll be tight as well. Uh, okay, right. I think we're nearly there. Let me just double check, make sure we've not got any uh, early goals to tell you about in the two games that we referenced earlier on. No, still nothing there. Uh, Scotland doing most of the attacking in that Nations League game for the women against Belgium uh, and nothing yet uh, at Rugby Park so maybe they are in for a long night Gordon Dale's prediction certainly believes that to be the case on the teaser we're looking for one more we wanted you to name eight Rangers players who've scored a brace against Celtic since 2000 thanks again uh, to the folks at Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride for helping us out there Uh, and Stevie from Falkirk sent the question in Tavernier, Roof, Goldson Stevie Naismith Kenny Miller, Nacho Novo, Peter Lovenkrantz. Struggling, Jim? No. Chris Boyd, is that too? No, Boyd didn't. Boyd no judge. No. Michael Moles. Can you give us a. Do you ever little... play that game? Maybe, I don't know if professional footballers do it as a bit of fun on the training ground or when you were young, and if you lost the forfeit, was you would stand and they would yeah, f- blast the ball yeah, off yeah, your backside. Your side, yeah. um, various names for it. Who's the last Rangers player you'd want George to do that? George Albert. George Alberts, there we go. See, the clues come from well various strange places. Oh, his nickname is The Hammer, I think, so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You certainly wouldn't want that to get hit. No, you would not. And there we are. That does bring us up to the end of tonight's show. Thank you to Gordon DL and thank you to Jim Duffy. It was a pleasure as always. Thanks for all your calls and your tweets. It's so busy. You, you always... Uh, you know, it really amazes how often you, you get in touch. It really is never taken for granted. You can listen back wherever you get your podcast. You can watch back, of course, now. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube page as well, YouTube channel, I should say, and you get all sorts on there. So please do that for us if you can. Uh, and we are back tomorrow night, Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly. And in the meantime, stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next. Good night from us.